0: Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? Yeah, I stabbed a man in the heart. I saw that. Brick killed a guy. Did you throw a trident? Yeah, there were horses and a man on fire, and I killed a guy with a trident. Brick, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. You should find yourself a safe house or a relative close by. Lay low for a while because you're probably wanted for murder. I'm proud of you, fellas. You all kept your head on a swivel, and that's what you gotta do when you find yourself in a vicious cockfight. What is up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Friday night version of the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter at Dog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore one three. And today we are doing our first run through of the week 11 main slate. Uh, It's quite a slate to behold. That is truth. Uh, There's a lot of people. I'm already hearing a lot of bullshit nonsense out there. So Let's go through here. Let's cross our T's. Let's dot our I's. And let's get started. With Dallas at Detroit. Dallas favored by 6.5 points. 47 over under couple different pieces that I like in here. Um, You start at the quarterback. You do like Dak Prescott in this matchup. Now whether or not actually going to pay up for him uh, begs to be seen. Uh, This is a perfect spot for our guy Zeke Elliott, who I like. Um, A lot of people are probably going to be scared away from going against Detroit with a running back, considering the plain simple fact that um, of what happened with Chicago, you know, they couldn't get out of their own goddamn way. And uh, so you'll see a lot of people probably stray away from here. Um, But I'm not scared. I'm not scared at all. So uh, Zeke definitely in play. Uh, You can also take a look probably more of GPP type looks. You're going to, you know, Amari Cooper is just tearing everything apart uh, this season. And that's why I kind of like Dak Prescott as well. Now he is questionable for the moment, um, but I do like his matchup against Darius Slay. I also do like Michael Gallup, who is going to be a little bit cheaper, and especially if Amari Cooper actually would end up sitting um Michael Gallup would definitely be in play uh, with his uh, matchup against Rashawn Melvin. <coughs> Pardon me if I cough. Uh, still coming back for from being sick, so uh, cheap option or at least a little bit cheaper option from the top level guys at tight end. Uh, you could take a look at Jason Witten. Um, I will be cross checking this. Um, with Blake Jarwin, uh, there's a couple of things that I want to take a look in there. But Jason Witten has been steady uh, for most of the season. Uh, he's got a great matchup here against Detroit. 30th versus the tight end DVOA, 23rd in DVP. Moving on to the Detroit side, we're going to take a look at Matthew. St- oh wait, no, he's out again with a broken back. So yeah, yeah. Now, I have heard some love for um, Jeff Driscoll. Uh, I am I'm am not one of them. Uh, I don't give a shit that the motherfucker could run around. Uh, I am not going to trust my lineups with just Jeff Driscoll at all. I'll try and find value otherwise, somewhere else. Uh, it is kind of intriguing on DK, though, where he's 4,600. He's the 37th highest-priced quarterback um, on the board. I'm kind of surprised that it's actually that low. Um, which actually brings me back to Dallas because I think their defense is definitely in play, uh, especially on FanDuel um, where they're the 12th highest-priced defense. So you're getting a bit of a discount from all the other sites. Um, They are 8th on Yahoo, 4th on DK, and 5th on Fantasy Draft. So I think that's one place that we might be able to look. For a defense this week... Uh, moving on, we go to Jacksonville and Indianapolis. Indianapolis favored by two and a half, forty-three and a half over under. Uh, that number is before we got uh, news that Jacoby Brissett was definitely starting. So pay attention to that. <coughs> now, we do have a couple of things here um, that we could take a look at from the Jacksonville side. Uh, you could definitely take a look at Leonard Fournette. Um uh, oh my god um you can look at Leonard fournette now Indianapolis defense this is what I'm going to look at for Leonard fournette, and this is why I might pull him actually off um they are twenty third in rush defense dvoA and then second against the running back in the passing game uh fifth overall giving up points to the running back position on a weekly basis. So, DVP-wise, they've been pretty stable uh, running between, like, fifth and sixth. uh, Worst defense to actually run against. Um, Same thing. You you can see the pattern of their second, third, first, uh, and second against uh, running backs in the passing game um, the last four weeks. Now, if you look at... Uh, the rush defense on a weekly, you know, week in, week out, and here we go, okay, so we start out from week four, 30th, 32nd, 27, 28, 31, 29, 27, 23, what is that telling you? It means that Indianapolis is getting better against the run. That number is dropping. And it's not like a subtle drop either now. So we're going to have to take a look at Leonard Fournette and see if he's definitely somebody to to include. Um, he is the only game in town as far as running back for Jacksonville, but this could be the trap. And I think a lot of people are going to start falling into uh some of these traps that, you know, when you're looking at the spreadsheet, you can see it on a weekend, week out basis. And that's why I've included it this year so that we're not trying to fall into these holes. Um, so just keep an eye on it, do your own kind of research. I know a couple of you guys are going to do your own research on this. Um, so there's a, there's a bit of a mini Jacksonville controversy. You have Nick Foles coming back instead of Gardner and Minshew, um, and that's not exactly the guy. Uh, that's the issue. The issue is what wide receiver he's going to throw to. Uh, a lot of people are pointing at Dede Westbrook in the slot, um, and say um, third game of the preseason uh, when they actually had the offense running along. Nick Foles targeted shit out of him. But if you if you listen to Mike Dempsey, who spends a lot of time with Jacksonville, he does a you know radio and TV show with them, um, and his observations was that Nick Foles and Chris Conley actually had more of the rapport together uh, in practices as well as in games. So he may not have been targeted. But um, it was definitely some place that uh, Foles felt comfortable with. So we're going to take a look at both Dee, Dee Westbrook and Chris Conley. Now I do like Dg D uh, Dede Chark uh, DJ Chark in this matchup, but uh, <coughs> I don't. I don't honestly know if that's the place that I want to go. Um this is gonna this could be also a spot where we just say fuck it all together and just wait and see who Falls likes overall. Uh Jacksonville defense maybe. Maybe because you have uh Brissett coming back from injury. Um is he gonna be rusty after having a couple of weeks off? Uh I will include them as of right now. They are a good price on FanDuel, again, uh, being the 15th highest-priced defense at $3,800. But I'm not completely sold on them. Now, a spot that we may be able to try and attack is Jacksonville's run defense. Now, they've kind of got the same thing going. They kind of had the same thing going on where they were dropping... Uh, in DVOA, they went from 32nd to twenty seven to 25th to 23rd, but now they've kind of plateaued. They went to 24th. So this may be a stable shelf and maybe just maybe because, uh, everybody got burned by Marlon Mack last week, um, you know, with him running with Brian Hoyer. Now you got Jacoby Brissett, and they have to actually think about it because Brissett's actually a pretty decent passer. So, may open up some running lanes for Marlon Mack. Uh, if you look at the old line matchups, they actually have a superior advantage to the Jacksonville front four um, in run blocking. So, uh, definitely a spot that we might want to take a look at. As far as wide receivers, not interested. Um, I will say that I will take a look at Eric Ebron. Uh, with both Jack Doyle and Mo Alley-Cox being questionable. The only thing with uh, Jack Doyle is that um, he has been practicing, so I expect him to come off uh, from being questionable. It could come as soon as I'm done with this podcast. So uh, if you want to look at the defense, we can look at Indy on the other side at home. on Yahoo, they are definitely the best price at 18th overall, uh $3 above minimum at 13. So we'll take a look at there. Uh moving on, we got Buffalo at Miami. Buffalo favored by six and a half points. It's a 40 and a half over under. Um <coughs> so you have great matchups across the board for every single piece, right? So you know, you can take a look. We can take a look at Josh Allen again. Um, although, you know, it's a, it's a low total game, but he has been getting the job done. So we're going to include him for right now uh, with the passing of the rushing. I am going to take another look at Devin Singletary. Now, his price has gone up, which may actually keep me off of him. Um there is some better value out there as far as the running back position and some other spots that I'd like to pay up for. So, But I will include him. Uh, they are very superior on the offensive line uh, compared to Miami in both the pass and the rush defense. Uh, you do have a good spot for John Brown and Cole Beasley. Now the, the tertiary wide receiver in this game. I don't know who it's going to be, and it's kind of pissing me off because one week, one week it'll be Isaiah McKenzie, and next week it'll be Andre Roberts, and next week it's going to be Duke Williams. No fucking clue. Uh, pro Football Focus has, uh, for right now, has Isaiah McKenzie being that third wide receiver um, in a good matchup against Lewis at corner. Uh, it's just I, I don't I don't know. If you could ever trust that, even if you thought that you know this was a definite GPP spot, um, to where you wanted to stack, right? So, if you're gonna, if if you think about it, I think it's really only John Brown. I think it's only it's only Cole Beasley because Cole Beasley's just been fucking sneaking them little fucking touchdowns in, um, you know, the last few weeks, so. Uh, definitely take a look at those two. We got Dawson Knox, questionable. It's not a really great matchup anyways. It's kind of the middle of the road. I'd only really consider him if, if, uh, we couldn't find anything else. Uh, the Miami side, uh, we did see this matchup again with Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, the quote-unquote revenge game. And he did really well in that matchup. I don't think we're going to get back into that again. Um... I really don't want to trust any of these wide receivers. I don't want to trust the tight ends. Definitely not fucking trusting Caleb Balaj or any of the other running backs in this situation. So as far as players, you know, that interest me, it's probably going to be maybe a one-off wide receiver. Or like I said, maybe I'd take a chance at Devin Singletary. Next game we got is Denver at Minnesota. Minnesota favored by 10, 40 and a half over under. Uh... There's really only one guy that I'm looking at from the Denver side. And you can see the matchup. We know where we like to attack. We like to attack Xavier Rhodes. Even though I I, I don't have a lot of faith in Brandon Allen as a quarterback, Um, he seems to have picked up right where Joe Flacco kind of left off with Cortland Sutton. Where they're just going to target the shit out of him, and get his, and get him his yards, get him his receptions, and hopefully get him a touchdown. So the Minnesota Vikings are twentieth in DVOA against the wide receiver one. Uh, they're giving uh, their, their DVP rank in the passing game against wide receivers is thirtieth, uh, giving up an average of thirty-three point eight points on FanDuel and forty-two point nine on DraftKings. So. Um, there's definitely space for him to actually blow up in this spot. I would expect Minnesota to get ahead in this game. Um, so to me, the best spot to attack if you're going to look if you're going to look uh, for a wide receiver in a game where they're going to be behind, it would be Cortland Sutton. On the other side, uh, it really comes down to Dalvin Cook uh, should be heavily involved in this game. Now. I'm a little leery on using him because of how much you have to spend on him, <coughs> and him being right next to Zeke. So Denver is ninth against the uh, rush in DVOA. They are seventh against running back in the passing game, according to DVOA, and only giving up thirteenth most points uh, in DVP. So where we were able to attack them earlier in the season, they've really started clamping down. And they've really started taking uh, uh, matters in their own hands to shut down opponents' running games. So um, definitely a spot to look. Uh, we I have had questions on the Minnesota Vikings uh, defense if they are in play. Yes, they are. Um, you got a low total with a high with a high a um, uh, heavy favorite. So they're always going to be in play. Um, their best price is going to be on Yahoo for as far as uh, daily fantasy purposes. So, um, yeah, that's about all I can really say. There's not much. There's not much really to like um, from either side. Like I said, I might not even include Dalvin Cook just because I'm so uh, into Zeke this week. So, uh, next game is New Orleans at Tampa Bay. New Orleans is a five and a half point favorite. On the road, in Tampa Bay with a forty-nine, forty-nine and a half over under. Um, this is a game that's either going to explode or it's going to shit the bed. So we're going to need to decide what's happening here. Um, I do like Drew Brees. We like our quarterbacks against Tampa Bay. Uh, should come in uh, lower owned. Um, maybe. Now... <clears throat> because of the high over under, because of the fact that nobody's going to probably go ahead and run with any of the running backs in this, because Tampa, you know, pretty much shuts down everything. Um, it's going to lean more on Drew Brees in the passing game. You're getting a lot of love for for Michael Thomas in this game. Uh, heavy favorite for. You know, the cash game lockdown you do have to pay up for him though. Uh, as he's first now overall. It's nine thousand dollars on FanDuel, thirty-eight dollars on Yahoo, which is three dollars less than what McCaffrey is, uh, at running back, ninety nine hundred dollars on draft gigs, and sixteen thousand nine hundred on fantasy draft, which is astronomical. Um The DraftKings price is even worse than uh, what your FanDuel price is. So you're going to have to make a decision there. Now whether or not they actually target the shit out of them is going to be the next question. So, um, There is some love for Ted Ginn, uh, but I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't know if I can absolutely trust trust him this week Um, after screwing me over a couple weeks in a row. Uh, I do kind of like Trey smith if you're going to pay down, especially in GPP on, on FanDuel where he's 4900 um, It's not the best spot in the world. Uh, as Tampa's been eighth best in DVOA uh, against tertiary wide receivers, you know, the wide receiver plus. Um, but it's quite possible that he actually gets a little bit of a breakout here. Because um, he does have that upside to just tear it, take it down the field. Uh, one of the tight ends I do like this week, though, is going to be Jared Cook. Uh, he's got a fantastic matchup, and that's probably where I would go if I would do, like, say, a um, Breeze-Thomas stack. I'd probably include Cook in there, uh, to be completely honest with you. Uh, we do sometimes, you know, in a matchup like this, uh, sometimes Winston likes to shit the bed at home. That's where he does it the most. Um, he's a lot better on the road for whatever fucking reason. I don't know, banging some chick or, you know, he's getting his crab claws on. Uh, so uh, I'll include the New Orleans Saints defense for now. Uh, definitely the best price is over on DK, although the fancy draft price isn't bad either. Uh, DK price is twenty nine hundred fifteenth overall. Uh and then on Fantasy Draft it's fifty seven hundred dollars at twenty at twelfth overall. Um the other on FanDuel and Yahoo you're paying a top five price. So um definitely just kind of take a look at that. Uh if we are running GPP, I do like Winston in the spot. if Lattimore ends up being out um now I do have to talk to Renner about this because there, there's an issue as far as who would be covering Mike Adam or Mike Evans. <clears throat> Usually PJ Williams plays in the slot, but they what Pro Football Focus has is they have actually have PJ Williams moving out to the outside with uh Gardner Johnson being the the primary slot guy against Chris Godwin which would leave Eli Apple on the other side against Brashard Perryman now the question is whether or not they would actually move Eli Apple over to Mike Evans which I don't mind attacking Eli Apple but if Apple actually was on Mike Evans I'd be more I'd be more willing to go Chris Godwin before I'd go Mike Evans in that case If it stays the way that it is, where it is PJ Williams on the outside, then I definitely think you consider uh, Mike Evans just based on the plain, simple fact of this. Okay? If I get confirmation on this that PJ Williams would move to the outside, everybody's still going to think that PJ Williams is on the inside, where Chris Godwin is. So. I would think more of your ownership would definitely go to Chris Godwin in that case, um, and it may do it nonetheless. Um, thinking that Godwin actually does have the better matchup, when in fact Mike Adams, uh, Mike Evans, especially on the tear that he had been—I know he was dipped down a little bit last week—but in that in that case, then it would just mean that you know nobody would be on Evans. Uh, facing P.J. Williams. But like I said, we're, we're going to take a look at that. We've got another day. Um, so we'll get that all figured out. <coughs> Moving on. <you> <laughs> you, wow, well, you got the craptastic game of the week. New York Jets at Washington Redskins. Uh, Washington's actually a 2.5-point favorite, 39.5 over-under. Over I really want no fucking part of this game. Um, So... I do, I have no love for the quarterback. I really don't like Le'Veon Bell. Um, Man, I do not like Le'Veon Bell. But I think he definitely is a consideration guy. Oh, man. This is really going to come down to Bell and Mack. Man, that's going to be a GPP nightmare right there. Um, Trying to figure this one out. The Washington Redskins are 19th in rush defense DVOA, 13th against the running back in a passing game. It never really tends to matter when it comes to Le'Veon Bell. Now Washington does give up the 23rd most points uh, in DVOA, or DVOA, DVP, uh, 24.4 on FanDuel. Uh, 28 on DraftKings. So, I mean, if you get a guy who pretty much gets the whole load, again, in a better spot. Like, say, I would trust probably Le'Veon Bell in this spot before I'd trust um, Leonard Fournette. I don't know why, but it's the truth. Now, the reason being is because the only other guy that I'm really looking at as far as from the Jets would be Jameson Crowder. Uh, has the best matchup on the board. As Washington is 32nd against wide receiver twos. And you'd have Fabian Monroe uh, being the guy who would primarily cover him. So, I like Crowder in that spot. Uh, Don't really like Ryan Griffin. Uh, Jesus Christ. I'm not paying up for the Jets defense. I'm just not. Now, here's a curious spot. And that comes with Dwayne Haskins on the other side. Um I am gonna include him for now because I want to do some research on it. But I just don't know. He actually didn't look that horrid. Uh guess the Buffalo Bills. He you know, he got his points and all that stuff. And pretty much it was Adrian Peterson that finished it off. Now as of this recording, uh, everybody had already gotten their uh, spreadsheets already before the news came that Adrian Peterson was fully healthy. Uh, that's going to kill Darius Geis a little bit. Uh, had kind of looked at him as possibly being a guy uh, that we could have gotten savings on because he was 65th overall um, on FanDuel at $4,700. Now, it was a bad matchup as far as like the rush defense was too in DVOA, but twenty second against the running back in the passing game, and he was going to be basically be the only guy in town uh, outside of Wendell Smallwood. So, um, I did, I did have some like for. Uh, hold on one second. Um, I did have some like, for Darius guys. I don't know if I have it so much for Adrian Peterson. <coughs> Although I will say that Adrian Peterson's actually not a bad... He's actually not a bad price. And they have the advantage in the actual offensive line, so... Hmm. They're going to be splitting time, though. That's why I don't know if I really want to trust this. I'm going to put AP in there, because he'd be coming off a of bye week. He'd be... Actually, should be really fresh. Um... But I'm going to take a. I'm going to take a look at Terry McLaurin. Uh, his best price is definitely on FanDuel. Uh, 24th in DVOA against wide receiver ones are the New York Jets. We know this for a fact. We've seen it. Um, it's just whether or not we're going to believe that Dwayne Haskins can actually get him in the ball. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of what I'm looking at. So definitely something to consider. I just, I don't know. I don't know. And then you get the Washington because defense. I don't know if I'm going to trust them at that higher price point. If they were in the 20s, I'd probably be into them a little bit more. Um, that could turn into a shit fest. So, I don't really want to pay up for either defense going against, you know, the other crappy offense. I'd just rather just say, fuck it, and just walk away. Uh, another guy that's... Come off it was a questionable tag. Uh, after I got the spreadsheet done, was Matt Ryan, so that'll be adjusted. Um, here we have Atlanta at Carolina. Carolina favored by four and a half. It's a forty-nine and a half over under. Um, <clears throat> Ryan came back from his came back from his uh, injury issue after the bye week. He played. He didn't. He didn't do great. He didn't do you know. Uh, all that well either. So I mean, it, it, it's not a it's not as bad of a spot for Matt Ryan as the numbers would have you think. Um, if you actually looked at last week's game with Aaron Rodgers, um, Rodgers was actually tearing that defense apart. He just wasn't getting the touchdowns because they were all going to Aaron Jones. So um, I have some interest in Matt Ryan if he can get the job done through the passing game. Now the guy that's going to be really popular in cash, and I don't really disagree with it, is going to be Brian Hill. Uh, we go across, you know, according to rank, he's 31st, 31st, 33rd, 24th on fantasy draft as far as ranking of Price uh, in the position. He's going against a 32nd-ranked rush defense according to DVOA, 11th against the running back in the passing game. He's a straight north-south runner. Um, So that's something that the Carolina Panthers have had some (laughs) really big problems with. So... definitely something to consider. Um, He's probably going to be your guy that, that if you're playing it, you're going to want to just go ahead and lock it in. Now we have decisions here uh, as far as, like, say, the wide receivers. Um, We have no Austin Hooper at tight end. We have no clue. What's going to happen here? Who's going to start? It looked like it was going to be Luke Stocker. Uh, he is questionable. So it leaves Jane Graham as the only guy healthy for right now Till we figure out. I, I believe Stocker's going to play, but um, in any case, what you're going to see is you're going to see more passes out to your wide receivers um, no matter what. I'm not trusting. I'm not trusting Stacker at all. Um, if anything, I do have. I do like uh, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage. Russell Gage, especially if you need uh, incredible savings across uh, Yahoo DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. Now he is cheaper than Calvin Ridley on fans, Fanduel, of course, um, but it's not that big a, of a significant drop that I wouldn't go with Calvin Ridley. Uh, Ross Cockrell is, uh, been called out for this game. Uh, the, oh my God, I completely forgot who the other corner is. So the corner that would have been covering, um, uh, Julio Jones. So they moved Jackson over to Julio Jones, but the guy who originally should have been covering him he's out so that moves Jackson over uh, giving Julio a really big advantage over there. Uh, Russell Gage it doesn't technically look like it's all that great of a, a matchup on paper but if we want to go with the cheap punt option out there, you know you can look at Ridley, you can look at Russell Gage in that spot guy that we really need to seriously take a look at and see if he's a possibility to use Um, not so much a GPP because he would be a GPP guy but in our cash games because he does come with a little bit of risk is one Mr. Kyle Allen uh, quarterback for the Carolina Panthers Um, he's definitely somebody to consider considering he's going to be a cheaper option 19 16 23 and 22 across the board uh so you know most of us play on FanDuel and DraftKings he is more than reasonable uh fancy draft as well now Yahoo's priced up a little bit but uh we'll see what happens there uh the question is going to be we've put Christian McCaffrey in our in our cash game lineups you can It's not a terrible move, but only if you can find enough value to fit everything else in there. Um, I'm probably just going to go ahead and say no, and I'm going to look elsewhere. But I will consider Christian McCaffrey probably for, not probably, but um, I will consider Christian McCaffrey probably more for GPP. Um. With Christian McCaffrey not being there that means that I I can definitely look at DJ Moore uh, for cash games as well as one little Curtis Samuel as probably part of a GPP stack so those two guys are in sweet Uh, Greg Olson actually isn't in that bad of a bad of a spot either um 18th in both DVOA and DVP uh, for the tight end are the Atlanta Falcons. So, uh, Greg Olson definitely in play. Uh, defense. Now, here's the thing: uh, with all the injuries on there, I'm probably just going to go ahead and just fade away from the Carolina Panthers. Although I will say, FanDuel has the best price, 17th overall at $3,700. Um, otherwise, you're looking at two, twelve, and nine across the board. It's a bit, bit high. The twelve is is, is intriguing, but not when it's hurt. So, um, I'm gonna just gonna pass there. Uh, next game we got is Houston at Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore favored by four. It's a fifty-one and a half over under. Um, here's where some people are gonna get off the train here. He kind of run away, take a different bus. All right. I understand that it's not a good matchup against Baltimore. The secondary's gotten much better; it's gotten healthier, uh, especially with the addition of Marcus Peters. Uh, but I'm still going to go ahead and consider Deshaun Watson. Now, when I look at the matchup, though. I don't know if I can pair him with anything. I think as far as Deshaun Watson is concerned, it's completely um, his own standalone game. Unless unless you wanted to cover the whole game and do something like this. Take Deshaun Watson. You got a good matchup for Carlos Hyde. They're going to want to keep Lamar Jackson off the field as much as possible, so you're going to see a lot of running from Carlos Hyde. And if they would happen to get behind, then they would throw to Duke Johnson. Um, <clears throat> really odd statistic in here. Okay, so 28th and 26th DVOA rush defense, running backs to the passing game. Eleventh of DV, DVP against the running back. What does that mean? Uh, it means that they're not letting up touchdowns on the ground, so or at least to the running back position. So, is Houston talented enough to 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 I don't know how I want to say this. Is Houston strong enough to buck that trend? I think so. The offense is really good. Now, if they started out of the gate, that'd be one thing. Um, But, I mean, if Baltimore gets ahead, Duke Johnson is definitely going to be a guy that's going to get involved. Um, We've seen it. uh, Even just two weeks ago when they were playing Jacksonville over in England. So, I have some love for those two running backs. I probably like Carlos Hyde. Like if you're looking for a comparison, him and Adrian Peterson are relatively close. I would probably take Carlos Hyde before I take Adrian Peterson. So uh wide receivers, no. Um Marcus Peters could get beat deep by elite wide receivers. DeAndre Hopkins, for whatever reason, looks like a elk an elk running. With no fucking legs. He's very slow, very plodding. So I'm going to stay away from that. Uh, I think there will be some love for Will Fuller if he plays. Um, I don't overall hate it, but he is going against Brian Humphreys, who has been good this season. So um, Baltimore side, if, if there's one guy to pay up, uh, it's all the way at the top. And this could be Lamar Jackson. I just don't know if I can get there, but it's a it's a hell of a matchup. Uh, he should be able to run pretty well. Um, I would I would take a look at two things. I would take a look at two people too. Then, so I would take a look at Marquise Brown. And I think you could take a look. I think you could take a look at Mark Andrews in this spot, and I'm going to include him for right now. Okay, at tight end, but I'm going to tell you what I don't love it, and you can see the numbers and why I don't love it. I don't know if I'm going to pay up for that. It's weird. I think this game shoots out, and I I don't know where to go. I mean, you could you could. Take a look at Willie Sneed, because he's got Vernon Hargreaves, but Willie Sneed really hasn't done anything. You know, Lamar Jackson trusts two guys. He trusts Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews. So I think the thing that I'm going to take, kind of consider here, is just the plain simple fact that Mark Andrews has a huge advantage against uh, Gibson and kind of run that reverse, you know. I'd always said against Arizona, if you like the tight end, then you can like the slot receiver. Well, I think in this case, if you like the slot receiver, you can like the tight end. Um, even though Houston's been easier to go against on the outside, I still think you could take advantage of it here. So definitely something to consider. <coughs> um, now we get into the late games. Let's see here. Arizona at San Francisco, San Francisco uh, favored by 10 45 over under I have no like for anybody here nothing I am not touching a single fucking dude on Arizona on the other side I'm not using Jimmy Garoppolo there's a lot of people on it, I'm not and that's because I'm on Tevin Coleman again. This is this matchup, you're going to see people probably get away from Tevin Coleman. There has not been, I've heard one person say on the radio this week, Tevin Coleman. You have Matt Breida questionably, you have Raheem Mostert questionable. Both of those guys may or may not play. We'll th- pay attention to it but Tevin Coleman's going to be the workhorse. Now Tevin Coleman is listed as questionable, but that's only because it's a personal reason he had to go do something. So he wasn't at he wasn't at practice. So he should be back for the game uh, no worries there. Um, you're going to see depending upon this Emmanuel Sanders uh, injury, you're going to see a lot of love for Debo Samuel. After, you know, what he did on Monday night, I am not on this. I would not include myself in this. There's guys that I like more, like, even right now, on FanDuel, especially the same price as Marquise Brown. I'll I'll take Marquise Brown every time. Now, he's, he's, he's really, really cheap, you know, as you go from left to right. So... 42nd, 53, 58, and 63, you know, when you go from FanDuel over to the fantasy draft rankings. So he he does have some really good value uh, with some upside. It's just, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what comes of it uh, tomorrow. Um, I'll probably still include him in the write-up. Uh, But just as a, let's pay attention to our injury designations. But it just sucks because it's really going to be dependent upon, uh, you know, another guy. and We may not get that answer on time. Uh, I will consider the San Francisco 49ers defense. I think they're going to want to get back at Arizona for uh, for that near loss. But them getting burned. So have some love there. Uh, I also kind of like I kind of like this uh, Ross Dwelly cat. Um, he's pretty cheap across the board. He's he's the best over on fantasy draft where he's the 35th uh, highest priced tight end. So uh, kind of like him there. Do, 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 do. Pew, Ross Dwelly. Because I doubt we're going to get George Kittle. He is listed as doubtful. Uh, rumors are that it is, it's, the doubtful tag is more of an out tag than anything. So, and he's been hurt. So, here we go. Late game, we've got Cincinnati at Oakland. Oakland favored by 11 and a half, 48 and a half over under. What the fuck are we gonna do here? Can we trust Cincinnati to kind of play along and screw around? I don't like the eleven and a half. I think it's way too high. I think it's you know, it's a bias compared to of what happened uh with Cincinnati against Baltimore. So now it's carrying over into the next week. I'm going to seriously take a look at this game uh from a game stack perspective. I don't know why. don't ask me, but I'm going to take a look at it. Yes, I just clicked in Ryan Finley, but I don't trust it. Trust me, I trust me, I'm gonna look for every th- reason not to do this, and it could just come down to just don't fucking use please don't use a uh, uh, Cincinnati Bangle Um, On Tate and Tyler Boyd would be the two guys that I would pair with it I'm including them together because I don't think I'd go one or the other God maybe I'm just still really sick it's just gross so yeah, that's about it, <clears throat> so Ryan Finley on Tate Tyler boyd i I don't know somebody put it in my head now, I'm kinda of thinking about it um looking at the other side, yes, Derek Carr is is an option um but I am more on josh Jacobs, so. I think one of the things that you could do if you really wanted to use Derek Carr is you just take a look at it and you go, all right, Josh Jacobs, he's higher priced. Um, you know, not not Christian McCaffrey price, but uh, he's priced pretty fair uh, across the board. He's actually probably too cheap on DK. Um but I would play definitely play Josh Jacobs probably in your cash, and then what you would do is you'd run a Derek Carr uh, stack out of your uh, GPP if you wanted to do it that way. Um, I think Tyrell Williams and Hunter Renfro are both in play. Uh, Williams definitely has the better... Matchup on paper. So we got to look at that. Um, but Hunter Renfro has really been coming along here. Now, he didn't do much in the last game. And that's kind of the scary thing. I mean, if they're going to be favored by this much, how much are they really going to throw? And that's kind of the question that we have to ask ourselves. So, like, I like Darren Waller just as much as anybody else, right? But what's his upside in a game like this? Is it going to get away too quick and then they just, you know, they'll throw to Foster Moreau? Um, I think when you look at the defense, now somebody else had asked me about Oakland Raiders' defense if they were in play, (coughs) and I think it was... Minnesota versus Oakland. I would probably use Minnesota well before I'd ever use Oakland. I think Cincinnati scores points. It's going to be through the air. And a catch-up roll. Now, I get the whole thing with, you know, Joe Mixon was getting a lot of carries, a lot of carries. Um, Got like 30 carries to get us 100 yards and stuff like that. I just don't see it again in this. Um, I mean I guess if they really wanted to run it but and get out of Oakland that's probably about the only thing I can see so Um, we move over to the Patriots and Philadelphia game Uh, New England is favored by 3.5 the over under is 45 this is in Philadelphia Um, not really digging it too much Um, I know a lot of people are probably going to want to you know, think about using Tom Brady in here. Uh, I just don't think there's that much upside. Now, if you wanted to think about using, uh, you know, some of the wide receivers, that would be um, fine. You'd have guy like, you know, Julian Edelman would be the first guy you would take a look at. Um Mohamed Sanu definitely isn't that bad against Ronald Darby. Um, Or you could just go all the way down and then you could actually look at Philip Dorsett, who actually has the best matchup on the board, uh, going against Jalen Mills. So Um, I guess I should reiterate too, though that Julian Edelman is actually going against Avante Maddox, uh, who's finally back uh, from his concussion. So I think that's a spot that you could definitely look at. Uh, As far as the Eagles side, I'm not on too much, although we are taking a look at Miles Sanders now um, because we may not get any Jordan Howard. Uh, You could see some Boston Scott, but I don't think that you're gonna see all that much. Sanders is upside. Sanders is actually really cheap. Uh let's see how he is compared to Brian Hill. He's three hundred less on FanDuel, two dollars less on Yahoo, seven hundred dollars less on DK. Two thousand one hundred dollars on um Fantasy Draft. So uh, if he's in line to get the most carries, I will have some interest in Miles Sanders. Especially if you do not like the Brian Hill play, you can use it as a pivot, but it is a very, very dangerous pivot. Um. So we look at tight ends here. Um, if anything, you're probably going to see the Patriots trying to stop the tight end which gives me a little bit of pause on Zach Ertz as he would be definitely the guy that they would go after so I will take a look at Dallas Goddard they are running the two tight end set more often so um it's definitely something to consider Sunday night football you have Chicago at LA Rams Rams favored by six and a half, forty and a half 40 and a half over under um I really don't want anything to do with the Bears. I mean, if you if you want a GPP guy um, from the Bears side, you could definitely take a look at Allen Robinson. Um, But I mean, really, that's going to be about it for the Bears. So we got Allen Robinson. (coughs) Um, We don't know what's going on with David Montgomery. We could end up seeing nothing but Tariq Cohen. So... Not a terrific spot whatsoever. But I guess... When you're looking at stuff like this, then... um I guess he's okay. Tariq Cohen would be fine. Um... If you're looking strictly at at saving money, um, he'd be perfectly fine. I'm gonna put my i gonna put Allen Robinson in the right damn spot. Boop, boop. All right. Not interested in anything else. LA Rams side there's two guys that I'm going to take a look at I'm going to take a look at Cooper Cup shouldn't have known that not a great matchup this week but he might he may they may be wanting to rebound this week Um, especially since he was held without a catch Uh, LA Rams all your tight ends are questionable right now Um, but we're going to take a look here at Gerald Everett. If you're on Yahoo and Fantasy Draft, he's relevant. Um, Bears versus tight end. They're 27th in DVOA and 24th in DVP, so uh, he's definitely some guy that you could consider here. Um, But yeah, outside of those two, I really don't have an interest in anything. Um, I will take a look at the LA Rams defense as Trubisky has been horrible um, and we'll see if these guys actually come into play so there's that um, ooh, 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 what am I doing maybe I could hey dick you could put them in the right damn spot boom um we'll take a quick look at Monday Night Football. I was saying uh yesterday that if anybody was ready right Thursday and Monday, you need to pay attention to the Monday night game. Uh this is in Mexico, so be aware of that. Kansas City favored by three and a half. Uh fifty-two over under against the LA Chargers. Uh we'll be taking a look at Patrick Mahomes. We will be taking a look at Damian Williams. Uh Tyree Kill is always in play. Uh, Sammy Watkins would be the next guy that I would take a look at. Defense? We'll see. I mean, L.A. could totally shit the bed. Uh, Charger side, we're going to take a look at Phillip Rivers. Uh, Definitely Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. Um, Both should be in play uh, with L.A. expected to be down in this game. So, uh take a look at those i actually do still like a little bit of keenan allen and mike williams uh hunter henry is pretty much unguardable so definitely going to be interesting with the primetime slate especially you're going to see a lot of guys going uh to that monday night game versus uh versus uh, the Sunday night game. So um, definitely I think it's going to be a heavier – it's obviously going to be a heavier chalk game. That's why you're better off going. In your Thursday-Monday contest, you could go with the Monday night stacks. Um, Even if you do like a Sunday-Monday where you're starting off with the main slate and running it all the way through Monday – uh, that should be rather unpopular uh, of a game to go to as everybody will focus on Sunday. So um, that's it. That's our run through. Uh, I'll be going through everything tonight uh, ho- and then hopefully have it done for the morning. Uh, get the podcast out. I do want to make lineups tomorrow. I am going to a hockey game tomorrow night. So I will be unavailable tomorrow night. Um, so I want to try and get stuff done as as quickly as humanly possible, but also as thoroughly as humanly possible. So, uh, <laughs> anybody notice on the spreadsheet there's no pictures outside of the Thursday night game? Yeah, I forgot. So, uh, I'll get those put in there too. I'll get that a little bit decorated. That only takes like half an hour. So, um, But that's it. So, uh, unless you get a hold of me tonight... Uh, then I will talk to all of you Saturday morning. Peace.